Hey, this is Jilly Woodhouse on the Osteo Business Podcast, talking all things osteo business. Here's Jilly Woodhouse, an author, speaker, award-winning business coach, and passionate advocate of osteopathy. Um, so, yes, we've been living in very unreal times in the last two years, have we not? Topsy-turvy. Joss, my colleague, actually found the... Um, recording from when I went live in the Osteopathy Works group on Facebook. If you're not in there yet, come along um, and join. There's over 5,000 osteos from all over the world in there. It's a very vibrant community. And um, and it was, yeah, it was a terrible live I did in, say, in there saying, come on, guys, we've all got to close now. And I know it's, you know, it's heartbreaking and the rest of it. And that's two years ago, which was, you know, terrible, tough times, if you remember back. And we didn't know where we were going at all. And there was a massive amount of uncertainty at the time. Hopefully we never go through anything like that again. Um, But um, here's a few thoughts about shoring up your business and being as strategic and organized as possible so that you can roll with any further punches that come our way. Um, so just uh, interested to hear from you on a scale of 0 to 10, how confident are you about the survival of your business over the next year? Not being not at all confident and um, 10 being everything is perfect. It depends if I get. Do you want to put it in the chat? What do you think? Let me have a look. Let's see. Um, and what have you achieved since those lockdowns? So um, I'm really proud of you because it was really, really tough thinking back. So you got through this, even if it was daunting. You reopened after a period of um, massive confusion um, and you demonstrated resilience. You continued to help your community and you implemented new procedures. You did so much back then. Now, this is annoying. My screen share thing is now covering up my words. Oh, well. Um, um, And what are we seeing right now? Um, I think there's still a massive opportunity for osteopathy now, but we mustn't be complacent. There's still changes happening. There's still the rise in the cost of living, et cetera. So I think we we still got to be, we've got to be aware. So. We know that absolute certainty is an illusion. Um, we, we all like certainty and like things to say, stay the same, but um, change happens constantly. Um, it's likely COVID's here indefinitely. We don't. We don't know. We don't. We can't control it. Um, that used to drive me nuts. All this controlling the virus is like, how do you do that? I don't think you can control it. But anyway, um, we can't guess the future. But we can still make robust plans and preparation is absolutely key. So in the midst of chaos, there is opportunity. That's the, the only thing I can say, really, that over the decades that I've been in business, um, I've seen, you know, good times and bad times come. Um, and often when things look quite grim, there are opportunities Um that weren't there before. So it's a case of keeping our eyes open and seeing where the opportunities are. And um, when we're living in uncertain times, it can be difficult to keep positive and keep going. It's, it's tough when you've got uncertainty. 
But we do need to foster an unshakable confidence in ourselves um, as business owners um, and professionals. Um, here's Joss Drew, my colleague, um, and I just wanted to demonstrate with a quick story about her, about how resilient she became in very uncertain times. She, unfortunately, about probably about four years ago or so now, she got rear-ended in her car and got um, frozen shoulder after that and got to the point where um, it was too painful for her to work. So she had to actually stop practising for a while. Um, and when I first started talking to her, she was actually selling Christmas gifts in a gift shop in, the, in her high street um, on minimum wage which was a bit of a come down. She was doing extremely well before, very well known in Petersfield in Hampshire. And then she was just selling um, gifts for Christmas. And my heart was bleeding for her because she was on appalling money, scratching around. Um, and then she got a job in a spa um, on reception and sort of actually saw um, how to not run a business well. She thought it was appalling, the chaos that they had in their offices behind the scenes. So that taught her a lot. So um, she brings all that expertise to um, what we're doing now to help um, clinics grow. Um, but, you know, she, she was in a very uncertain period of life there and um, she kept going. You know, she didn't um, she didn't crack even though things were really hard and then she ended up working with me and then I employed her and the rest is history so sometimes um, good things come out of chaos and uncertainty um, I used to live in Athens in the noughties um, I had my own business out there I was I, I did I made ready meals for expats because I noticed because I've always got an eye on things an opportunity um, because there was no such thing as ready meals out there. So I started making them. I even bought a sausage machine and made English sausages <laughs> and lasagnas and beef wellingtons and um, hot cross buns and mince pies at Christmas. It was mental. Um, but unfortunately, my youngest son at 12 had heart failure and a stroke. And before I knew it, um, I had to leave everything behind my my um, my little home my other son, my, uh, my ex-husband, persuaded him to stay there. Um, I, and I even lost my lovely little car, a bit of a petrol head. I lost, my, I lost everything. I had to come home with Toby in a suitcase and start again back here um, after six and a half years away. Really tough. And I was like, I want to go back to Greece. But actually, had I not come back, and started taking Toby for help with Anne, my osteopath, and then being invited to help um, do the marketing and organising of CPD courses for the Roland Becker Institute and then talk to people on the courses and then come up with the idea of osteobiz, why this could be a thing, why not? And I could help these fabulous people grow their businesses and teach them social media marketing and um, show them how to grow their businesses. Um, I wouldn't be here now. So like sometimes out of adversity comes really good stuff really good things so um, always keeping a positive eye on what might come out of adversity so um, key mistakes we see osteopath osteopathic practices making um, in our experience certainly um, some are relying solely on word of mouth which is really dodgy because if that dries up then so do the new patients 
Um, using out of date or no systems at all, there's still a lot of people using um, diaries and pencils and mobile phones and no systems at all, um, which is tough. Um, not embracing tech. I know a great number of you are technophobes. And so that's why I've um, increased my team to make sure we can help set things up and do things for you and with you so you don't have to do it all by yourself. When I started out, I used to say, go away and set up your online booking. And now I can say, we'll do it for you. So, um, and then uh, we find that once people understand it, learn it, they're like, oh, okay, they're more confident about that. So um, it is doable. Um, many have got a low income because they've got um, a poor fee structure and they're just not earning enough money. Um, a lot don't set aside time for business development. So important to actually sort of clear the decks and have some time to, to look forward. Um, and maybe having no clear goals or objectives, just sort of running from one week to another. Um, and a big one, ignoring previous patients. I'm very hot on that. Um, and you'll have to read the last one. This is really annoying because my, my, my screen thing is covering up my slides at the bottom so this is I don't know how to make it go away and know uh, it won't go away so sorry about that <laughs> I'm going to be a bit bit dim at the bottom of my slides um I've got a bar there and it won't go um anyway um in business we have large important tasks that are sitting right there in front of us like a big boulder and they really need dealing with and then there's all the minutiae all the bits and pieces and sometimes when we get overwhelmed in uncertain times, we think, oh, we'd better just deal with these little bits and pieces and we'll just ignore the large, important task that's right there. So really important to, um, to keep an eye on what the critical things are in business that need handling uh, first and foremost and prioritise those. So what we can do to plan for the next year, review our situations, worth doing that regularly assess our choices, check our other options, what, what can we do, what can't we do, reflect or dream. Um, Joss is big on that. this, actually. She likes to go to the, she lives in Scotland now, she likes to go to the beach and talk to the seals, and um, she sort of dreams and thinks about things and reflects, um, and that does her really good. So I know some people like to go to the woods and just walk amongst nature and the trees and so forth and, and just take time out. Um, to think about life and you know where you want to where you want to go with it. Um, ultimately, decide on a strategic plan and implement in baby steps. So just one thing at a time, and take consistent action. So make sure you you um, achieve your goals. So plan to be an effective business owner and prepare as best we can for the future. So. Um, you know, we've got robust things in place so we can um, cope as best best as we possibly can with any changes that, that happen. Um, and that stops any knee jerk reactions to things and sort of panicking. Um, so times have changed and businesses need to keep up and modernise. So we've come through those tough times. We've enjoyed big increases in new patients. But now we have the cost of living increases, which are starting to bite. And I think we've got to be just a little bit aware um, of the possible um, 
the possible results of that in um, business, in, in clinic in particular. Um, I think people had a lot of money, a lot of cash in the bank in the last two years, what with um, the lockdowns and all the rest of it. Um, there was a lot of extra cash floating around and people could spend. And now things are tightening up a bit. So just to be aware of that so we can plan ahead and get ourselves organised. Um, there is a massive demand for osteopathy at the moment, that's for sure. Um, people can't get seen at the GP. Um, waiting times at hospitals are outrageous. Um, but just to be aware that there is that little threat there, I think. So um, just be mindful of that. Um, so here's the Osteobiz blueprint, which I'm going to rattle through now. Um, mindset, market, manage, money and model. And we'll go through five simple steps. So a confident can-do attitude, the ability to shift gear if needed and the energy to swiftly implement a plan of action. Mindset, so important that I put that first because if this is right, we can do anything. Um, if it isn't, it can um, get in our way. Market, a robust marketing strategy which consistently brings a flow of new patients. That is the lifeblood of your clinic. Manage improved operations and systems so that you save time and you're working smarter, not harder. And then money, increased income, less waste and more cash flow. And model, better fee structures which ensure that you maximise your profits and scale up. So let's look at mindset first of all. Um, so um, Bob's unhelpful mindset, um, he's got a very negative mindset. He's fearful of competitors up the road. He thinks they're going to take all the patients and there'll be none for him. Um, he's often got an imposter syndrome, so he thinks he doesn't really know what he's doing um, and his confidence is um, on the floor. And therefore, he ends up charging low fees because he thinks he's not as good as everyone else in the area. And um, so he keeps his fees low and he's very scared to put them up. Um, and often the problem with that is everybody's charging. Everybody's fearful of putting the prices up. So everybody's charging low fees and then there's like a rush to the bottom. Um, so not helpful. Um, it's important to, be, to have real confidence, to have good culture in the practice. Plan ahead, as I've already said, great leadership. Um, and in order to be a great leader, it's important to delegate. Delegation is absolutely critical. I just did a podcast with Jim Ruddick on my team this morning about exactly that, which will be out in a couple of weeks on, on uh, Osteo Business, my um, podcast. I'll give you, I'll show you that at the end. Um, and um, investing in development and whatever I said at the bottom. This is so annoying. I apologize. Um, so. Step two, market. So Bob's fear of marketing, he feels like he's selling himself and that feels really sort of grubby. Um, he has no idea what to post on social media, pretty much hates it there anyway. Um, and so he's feeling timid about saying what he actually does. So he's not getting his message out there at all um, because he's so scared of that. And so people don't know what he does or what goes on behind that front door, or why they would even go and see him, because he's too scared to get his message out there. 
Um, so just a quick look at Joe Wicks, who um, came to the forefront in um, um, 2020. Um, he um, was not, he was well-known-ish, but he wasn't um, massively well-known. I think um, he was just coming into the forefront. But what happened was he just exploded onto our screens, took over YouTube, and he just saw that opportunity um, when the chips were down, he just decided to step up and, um, and he showed up every day. So in, in 2019, he had an average of 186,000 views per video. I know none of us are going to get that many, but this just goes to show what happens when you do step up um, and get visible. Um, so in March 2020, that, that shot up to 1.5 million views per video on average and then this one um got 6.3 million views <laughs> so he just you know he just showed up and got out there he thought about what people needed to help them at that moment and he got out there and um and he was consistent consistently out there so Sharp consistently is important on, on social media to, to um, get your marketing messages across. Help and serve your community. What do they need? What are they struggling with at the moment? What are you observing? Because you know a lot about that because you, you're seeing them in clinics. So um, you're, you've got lots of hints there about what they need to know about. Be really positive and reassuring um, because maybe a lot of people have been um, waiting for appointments or then they're on the hamster wheel and they're not getting any help. Um, so they need some reassurance that you're there for them and you can help them probably. Um, be real, just be you. Um, that can be feel hard initially to um, put yourself out there. Um, I think Jen won't mind me saying she started getting out on social media, being herself, and uh, was extremely professional at the same time, but so warm and real that um, she attracted lots of new patients. So I'm super proud of Jen. Um, and all the time you're building that know, like and trust factor. They need to know who you are. They need to know where you are. They need to know what you do, because osteopathy is still a huge secret in communities, sadly. And they need to like you. So by watching um, a video like Jen did, they get to like her, they get to, to see what she's like, what she stands for, who she is. And that helps with building trust. So they are then more likely to take that step and, um, and book that appointment with you. So um, that's how you do it. Um, and this is why valuable content is vital right now. People still need a lot of reassurance um, we all know there's still a lot of anxiety out there at the moment. You'll be seen as a thought leader if you've got something interesting to say about their health and about how you help them back to health. Um, you can differentiate yourself in the community so you stand out from everybody else. Um, it allows you to demonstrate your expertise because you are highly skilled and highly knowledgeable. And again, most people won't even know that. You can talk about the results you offer. Why would people come in and give you some money? What are you going to give them in return? Mm -hmm. So tell stories about the types of 
people you see and the sorts of problems you help with and how that works. You know, talk about knees or backs or shoulders. What happens when they come in? Um, just tell tell them about it, demonstrate it. Um, and that helps you to stay top of mind. So even if um, they don't come immediately, when they need you and they, they get those nudges with those posts they see here and there, they're more likely something you say might just remind them or um, they see a post and they think, oh, yes, I was going to tell Auntie Mabel about these guys. Um, so it just helps to remind them because we've all got a lot of stuff bombarding us um, day and night. Um, so we have to also be part of that noise to make sure we're heard as well. And, and if you do those things, then you find really have very little competition or none at all because you set yourself out as a bit different um, and a thought leader. Um, so doing something a bit different, like talking about dads need osteopathy too, because, you know, when mums and babies get seen by the osteopath perhaps, but what about dad? So just being a bit different, just suggesting something different that perhaps people haven't thought of. Yeah, what about dad as well? And then, oh, Mabel, I've got the most dreadful musculoskeletal problem, said no one ever. So um, watch your language. Um, they don't probably relate to that word musculoskeletal or MSK. I see it a lot on social. People don't really know what um, that means um, it doesn't you know they'll just be thinking well I've got a knee problem I don't know I don't know if they do those they, I don't know what musculoskeletal is so just watch the jargon and stuff because it's in your head you you've forgotten what it's like to be us and we don't know this stuff so um, do um, do use really plain simple language so people understand and then do um, do put out a, that you've got appointments available. I know a lot of you are getting cancellations, co the COVID cancellations at the moment. So um, do regularly put out what you've got available because you'll very likely fill those spots um, just straight from social. So, um, you know, you could say I've got um, I've got 10 a.m. today or 4 p.m. tomorrow. Just give them two. And often people will just go, oh, oh, the four o'clock tomorrow, I'll have that. <laughs> and I'll book in. So um, obviously give them the link to do that. Um, but that can work very, very well for you. Um, so here's how Sam increased her patient numbers. In January 21, she had 11 patients. Um, she's been working with us for only about less than three months. Um, she's got her prosperity plan, so she knows what um, needs to be done and the steps to take. She's put systems in place. She has cranked up her marketing on social media. Super proud of her as well. She's gone from, oh, do I really have to, to being confident right out there. We've helped her with that. Um, and she is much more confident now. And she's implementing like a demon. And in January 2022, she saw 64 patients rather than 11. So that's the difference it's made just on, you know, getting better systems in place and cranking up that marketing. She's done phenomenally well. And that's um, enabled her to um, to save like mad to buy the house that she wants to buy with with her partner. And that's life changing for her. So I'm really, really, um, really, really proud of her.
Um, here's Alistair that's on our team, second generation osteopath who looks after our social media content now, so I don't have to make it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alistair and I'm part of the Phoenix Osteopath team and I'm responsible for all things social media. So I keep everybody up to date with any new trends that are happening in social media across all platforms and uh, I'm also responsible for producing content uh, for the Mastermind group and also uh, for our social media calendar which goes out every month. Um, my top tips uh, to uh, increasing your presence and engagement on social media would be uh, to be consistent. Uh, so post regularly. Um, the algorithms love it and see that your account is active and your business page is active. Uh, live is key. So doing live video to engage with your audience and to um, give them interesting and uh, helpful information like tips on how to stretch correctly, or if they've been sat at their desk uh, all day, tips on how to get moving and helping them with their aches and pains. Um, also be, uh, be you, uh, be unique, be um, who you are. Don't try and be somebody else just because something works for them doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you. People will come and see you because they will see who you are, see what you sound like, see how you interact with them online and then they will get to know you and um, then they'll start to trust you and then once they start to trust you that's when they start clicking and booking in um, to come and see you so um, yeah social media is all about boosting your presence so people know where you are know who you are and what you do and how you can help them and then converting that into getting them to uh, sign up to come and see you for a treatment and then you can help them and get rid of their aches and pains for them. And then that's when they'll start spreading the word and how wonderful you are and uh, telling all their friends and family. And then uh, the bookings go up and up and up. Um, and my final tip would be to link your social media to your website um, through Google. Um, so then when you post on your social media, mainly Facebook, when you post on Facebook, um, you then your uh, post will pop up on your website. So then, um, Again, it helps with your rankings on Google so your website gets seen more and people know where you are. Anyway, hope that helps. See you soon. Thanks, Alistair. So um, step three is manage, improving your operations and processes as then you can delegate. Um, so Bob, oh, we won't embrace change. He's got no online booking, can't be doing with it, likes to be in control, he does. He's got multiple spreadsheets and boxes full of bits of paper and receipts and all sorts. Um, he's missing out on opportunities left, right and centre because it's so difficult for people to book in with him or even find him in the first place. He doesn't delegate at all, so he's exhausted with all his busyness and rushing around. So the question is, do all your systems talk to each other so that you save time? As you're booking, talk to your um, email newsletters and so on and so forth, because I, I think that's critical. All time saving things to free up um, your time and stop you getting overwhelmed with it all. Um, so to enable growth, we need to eliminate time wasting activities, streamline systems and delegate and outsource. So um, delegating maybe to team members maybe to the receptionist or practice manager, depending on the size of your clinic. Um, and if you don't have those, then see about delegating to um, a personal assistant or um, a virtual assistant. 
um, because they can take away a whole lot of um, painful um, time-wasting activities and free up your time so that you're not spending all the hours trying to sort out all the minutiae that comes from running a clinic because you can't grow if you don't if you haven't got any more time and or any more energy so getting rid of those tasks and, and farming them out is the only way to free up enough time and mental bandwidth so you can grow the practice on so um I'm also keen on um, a fully completed clinic handbook as well. Um, Lisa on my team and Jim Ruddick, who I mentioned earlier, is a clinic owner in Oxfordshire. Um, they uh, work together to create an online um, clinic handbook for us, a template, um, and it's all set, it's all ready to be completed. Um, and I think that's a massive asset for the clinic because um, it means you'll have consistency across everything, across every member of staff. Um, how you like things done is, is laid out there and um, it's much easier for training staff and receptionists and the rest of it team. So um, that's a valuable asset for your clinic. And I think when it comes to selling as well, um, it's really valuable because you can say, and this is how the clinic operates and all the detail is there. So um, that is another way of um, creating efficiencies within the clinic, because as you complete that, you realise maybe this could be tightened up or you could save time. Um, and I'd be interested again to know in the chat, how are you showing up at the moment in clinic? If um, you scored your energy as a principal, um, how would you score yourself out of 10, naught being no energy at all and 10 being 10 out of 10 jumping out of your skin every day? Gen 9 has to be. Nine, eights and nines, oh, my word. Seven, you're a lively bunch, aren't you? You just get used to it. You have to be, haven't you? You're not going to have your patience. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Because, I'll put that back down again. Um, what do you think your team would score their energy out of 10? Because the interesting thing is that your team often has energy that's two or three points lower than you, which is fascinating. Oh, Jen says she may not feel a nine inside. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we don't, but sometimes we just have to show up and, and put our 10 out of 10 energy on. Um, but, yeah, team can often be um, a slightly lower energy than, than the clinic owner which is interesting. So the higher you get your energy, the higher you can raise the energy of your team and motivate them. Um, so continue to keep the team on side, particularly now because it, um, there is um, uh, a dearth of associates out there at the moment. There's such a shortage. People are really struggling to find um, associate osteos all over the country. So um, 
looking after the ones you've got is absolutely vital. So supporting them with encouragement and praise, lots of praise, finding out what they really need from you. Um, What else can you do to help them? Encouraging camaraderie and plan regular trainings to maintain momentum, especially as it's easier now to get together um, physically, as well as, of course, now it's so easy to do. Everyone knows how to do Zoom now. Um, But that's so important to um, to um, keep them zooped up. Um, Oh, thanks, Sabrina. Okay, see you soon. You can catch up on this later. Um, So, yeah. Um, Work smarter, not harder as well. So take some business management time out of your diary and ring fence it. I would say a good hour or two a week that is just for business management. Um, so you've got a chance to look at everything, sort every, sort out the bigger things, those bigger boulders that need addressing. And batch working can help save masses of time. So that might be setting up a tripod, getting a little clicker. You can get those from Amazon for 20 quid and record a whole bunch of videos for social media um in one go so um i've got a i had a client down in brisbane australia who used to do that he used to listen really carefully in clinic write down what people were worrying about and questions they had and things they didn't understand and then he would um when he got 10 he would block out a morning in his diary set up his tripod and record 10 short videos about those topics and then schedule them every monday so that's 10 weeks worth of super duper videos that really hit the mark. So um, that's much, it's much quicker and easier to do it all in one go. Same thing with scheduling social media. I've got some clients who like to schedule in a, a whole month in one go, which sounds even terrifying to me, but um, uh, they do that. And then they say, well, they're treating their little posts just pop up like mushrooms every day or every couple of days. So um, that batch working can save masses of time. And then back to delegation again, um, who else could do some of these tasks for you um, and get them off your plate? So step four, um, money. So let's look at that. So Bob, he lives hand to mouth. God love him. He's scared to charge what he's worth. So he keeps his fees really low and he's, he's proud that he hasn't put them up for five years. He loses new patients every week because it's so difficult for them to book in with him. So um, he's losing that money. He doesn't want to pay for what he needs. So he's looking for free stuff all the time and he won't invest in himself or his business. Um, And he just worries about money all the time and he struggles. And there's too many osteos like that out there, to be fair. So as they say, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is king. So um, quick cash protection strategy for you here on the money section. Build a reserve fund. So um, I've done this in the past. I've actually stuck some money in premium bonds. So it's out of the way. And then I often win 25 quid a month <laughs> for it sitting in there. Um, so um I'd say um, sort of three month cash cushion is a good idea so that um, if any if we do get any other wobbles or things 
um, coming along that we weren't expecting. We have got a three-month cash cushion behind us just to make sure uh, we don't go into free fall. Know your numbers, of course, that's vital. Um, look at your cash flow forecast weekly and monthly. Keep a good eye on that. Cut any unnecessary spend. That's a process I'm just about to do myself. It's time I looked through all the things that I sign up to. You know, it's fiver here, 20 quid there. It's not much, but actually it can add up to a lot of money. So um, that's something that I'm due to do um, next week. Um, and then do you even know what your break even point is? I think it's a good idea to work out how many follow-up patients do you need to see in a month to cover all your costs and expenses. It's good to know that because um, that can help you to just feel a bit more comfortable when you know you have to hit X number of follow-up patients. So that's just allowing what if you have no new ones, which you'll have anyway, but just so that you know what the bottom line is, that can help you just to be in control. And adjust your fees to maximise your income um, It's a big thing for me. I'm always putting fees up for clients and they're always terrified and they always say it's OK. No one left. <laughs> so don't be scared to um, adjust your fees. I think that's a nicer way of putting it than um, putting up your fees or increasing your fees. Um, and people worry about it because they think perhaps people can't afford it. But I think often we find that. Um, People can afford all kinds of stuff. And um, sometimes I've had clients say to me that they were giving people discount because they thought they were really hard up. And then they said they'd just bought this massive climbing frame um, made from bespoke wood or something or other in the garden for the kids. And they're like, hmm, she's not quite as hard up as she made out. Um, so people spending money on designer gear, um, expensive aftershave and how much does an arm of tattoos cost so um, you know, people have got often money to spend so don't worry about it um, Mamta says what is a suggested fee currently um, that's tricky I mean where are you in the Midlands aren't you somewhere um, uh, my rule of thumb is if you're charging about a pound a minute, it's too cheap. So um, that's just a general, that, that's how I, I kind of work it. And I would say, don't be afraid to, um, to go a bit more. Um, some people say, oh, well, I put them up in January, so I can't put them up until next January. Who says? <laughs> it's not a rule. Um and people say, oh, yeah, but I, I put them up every June and it's not June yet. Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> no one keeps an eye on when you put them up. Honestly, um, they have no idea. Uh, you know, when my when my hairdresser comes around, I just say how much. I don't know what she charged me last time. I can't be bothered to remember stuff like that. Um, so um, so don't be as worried about that as, as you might be. Um, and I would say... Um, you know, keep putting them up um, and you can go a fiver at a time now. Um, there's no point bothering with pounds or two pounds or whatever. Um, and don't be afraid to put them up because what do you really, really want in your life for yourself and your family? You know, what are your dreams? Where do you want to take the kids or where do you and your partner want to go 
for a holiday or do you want to buy that house or change the car? Um, because you are, you are in business at the end of the day and this is your income. And if you're not charging enough, then um, you're going to struggle to um, to buy those items that really do give you pleasure. So step five, how am I doing? Okay. Um, model. So having repeatable business systems set up so that you maximize profits and scale up. So um, imagine this guy, um, it's three o'clock in the morning, he's come to your website, he's in agony, and um, he finds there's a phone number and there's a form. And he really needs help, he's on his phone. He's miserable, he's kicked the cat, shouted at the wife, and he's ignoring the kids, as grumpy as anything. And he's come onto your website, and it's really, really difficult for him to book on. And I, I see this still quite a lot where you've actually got to fill in a form on the website to ask for an appointment. That's madness these days. Or ring a phone number. I mean, this poor guy is not going to ring a phone number in the um, in the middle of the night because he'd be terrified that someone would pick the phone up and say, how dare you ring me at 3 a.m.? <laughs> So likelihood is he's going to go back to his Google search and go somewhere else where he can click a book now button and get himself booked in so he can finally get some sleep. The amount of clients who say to me they get bookings in the middle of the night is, is massive. So when people need you, they need to be able to get booked in. So um, we need to make sure he can get booked in. Um, here's Nicola's experience. I sent her to an osteo recently. Really good a really good guy and um she had a um great first meeting with him and at the end of it um she um he said um you know look see how you go uh and um you know probably ought to come and see me in a week or two why don't you go home and book yourself back in for some time and she said to me i felt like he'd let me down she said He's, he, he wasn't in charge anymore. He put me in charge, like left it with me. And she said, I, I was really a, a bit upset that he hadn't guided me and booked me in and looked after me. So it was really interesting feedback to get from her. Um, the, in, the other interesting thing was that um, she, she's got a gardening business and um, she had got such bad backache, which is why I sent to her there, um, that she was starting to think maybe she, she would have to give this business up. Um, and ultimately, and she has gone back to see him because obviously I said, you jolly well book in right now while I'm on the phone with you. Um, but ultimately, she's had a couple of treatments now and she said, you know what, he saved my business. Just those two treatments sorted her out, saved my business. So, you know, what you do is life-changing for some people. So just bear that in mind. You know, guide them. Give them a fantastic patient journey. Get them booked back in when they come to see you. Tell them how many treatments they need. Give them a you know, world-class patient journey. So important. So can your patients book in day or night because it's vital? Can they move their appointment if they need to? Can they pay you up front? Because that can save a lot of time and effort. And people don't mind doing that anymore. BC, 
before COVID, I would have said, no, it was off-putting at the time. But because of everything that's happened, everyone's got used to um, book and pay. You can't even get a pizza delivered without you pay for it up front now. So um, everyone's been retrained. So uh, book and pay works really, really well. Can you quickly see who hasn't rebooked and get on to them? Can you rip out financial reports so you can see what's going on? Can you access patient data from home? and automatically recall previous patients, so important. And can you see all their notes and the exercises you gave them and results from wherever you are in the world so you can keep an eye on things, even if you're not in the clinic. So that's see how you go thing. It, it can sound a bit like I don't care. Um, and I know sometimes it's, it's a worry. You can feel like you're dipping your hand into somebody's purse or wallet and taking their money. But actually, I think it's more important to give them a full uh, or as full a resolution as is possible, given whatever they've come in with at the time. Um, and also, how long have your patients been waiting to hear from you? The, the oldies amongst us will remember those old, big old brick phones. I've been in clinics where there's three filing cabinets full of patient notes and on top is three more filing cabinets full of patient notes and on top of that is three more filing cabinets full of patient notes. I thought they might collapse on me and kill me actually, but I did escape unscathed. Um, but all those patients that I never kept in touch with, there must have been thousands of them in those cabinets and they were never never given a little nudge no we don't want to hassle them of course but we do want to give them a little nudge just in case they need to come back in so um do any of your previous patients need dusting off and give them a little nudge so well finally implements a better model it's got a gold standard patient journey so they come in and they know what the treatment plan is and maybe even books all of those appointments in so they know. Maybe if it's three or four um, treatments you recommend um, and then you get to um, treatment three and you say, great, you're all done. We can cancel treatment number four. Don't worry. And leading them like that, I think, is so, so very important. Um, so they feel they're being properly looked after and guided. And rebooking them in, as I say. So, and then um, focusing on the results they get, making sure they get as full a result as they can, and, uh, and asking for reviews from them. So important too, so that more people can see how fab you are and the, um, what great results you're getting. So we can automate all of that stuff so that um, you don't have to do it um, manually. So have you got all your ducks in a row? Uh, to conclude, we need to modernise and be more strategic, even more strategic perhaps than you already are, and ready to adapt or change if needed. And I think if these, if, if the clinic is as systemised and organised as possible, that really does help when when things change or become a bit uncertain. Um, here's Nikki. Um, we got her to step out of imposter syndrome when she came to me. She was. Um, feeling really um, unconfident about herself and her um, abilities and everything. So we sorted that, that mindset, um, got her some goals to, to go and achieve, set up systems with her. Her confidence improved. 
she she started from scratch and when she opened up she was um, really well booked so we had cranked up the marketing before she even opened her new clinic and she gives a world-class service i'll just let her tell you how it was hi i'm nikki i'm an osteopath and i've been working with jilly for about a year now I've made the decision to set up my own practice, but was feeling quite overwhelmed with everything I needed to do. And if I'm honest, like a lot of us, feeling quite fearful of getting things wrong. So I decided to give Jilly a call to see how she might be able to help. After a good long chat on the phone, we really connected. So I decided to sign up to her mastermind course. So like I said, I've been with her for about a year now. It's been an amazing journey. And I've met some great osteopaths along the way, made some really good friends. And I also successfully launched my new practice in November. And I can hands down honestly say if it wasn't for working with Jilly and her team, I wouldn't have made it a success that I have. She's been great at kicking my butt into gear when I needed it, but also pushing me to achieve so much more than I ever thought I could. So if you're at all thinking about working with Jilly, just get in touch with her. I would highly recommend it. There you go. So here's her example. So her patients can book day or night. She kept in touch with her community during lockdown and beyond. Um, she was very active and proactive doing that. Um, new patients can book and pay up front, so that helps um, eliminate those no-shows. Um, her screening forms are completed and returned electronically before they even come in. Um, the patients love those easy and convenient systems. Um, she has email confirmations going out. Um, automatically and reminders, etc. And then she has systemized recalls after six months. So they are automatically recalled again without her touching anything. Um, and she's got time set aside for overflow or emergencies, which I think is really clever um, because if, if she gets people ringing up saying they're desperate to see her, she has one or two slots a week where she can um, pop them in. And then if she doesn't get any emergency calls, it's family time. I think that's really a really good use of time. So um, here's a tip for you if you don't do that already. So let's be seen to be guiding your community back to health um, because I do believe this is still osteopathy's biggest opportunity ever. I think a lot of you are. Um, much more busy than perhaps you ever were um, and there's still room for growth there that's for sure so um, the pessimist complains about the wind the optimist expects it to change and the leader adjusts the sales I really like that so to recap we've got mindset confident can-do attitude and the energy to swiftly implement a plan of action market a robust marketing strategy which consists which consistently brings a flow of new patients, manage improved operations and systems so you save time working smarter, not harder, money, increased income, who doesn't want that, less waste and more cash flow and model better fee structures which ensure that you maximise profits and scale up. So if you create a streamlined business with repeatable systems, you'll be more able to cope with uncertainty and curveballs. <laughs> So we never know where the business roller coaster is going. Um, many of us will have been through um, booms and recessions over the years and periods of uncertainty. And, you know, they 
they just it is cyclical that is business that is life um so we need to be ready for whatever might come along um and just be as, as prepared as possible so we need a clinic that operates easily for everyone a joy to work in draws together a world-class team serves your community to excellent standards delivers exceptional results and creates a decent income for all and is ready to pivot if necessary. So here's the results I want for you. So um, just um, as Emily said to you, I think that um, I would just mention um, what I actually do with clinic development. So we help you to, to um, put in fully integrated systems, time-saving operations, um, help you to deliver a, um, an even more world-class patient service than you do now. Um, help with easy exponential growth. Um, and the byproduct of that is newfound confidence. I see it time and time again. Just a new client has been with us a matter of weeks. Um, and when just before he joined, he was like umming and ahhing about investing. And he was really quite shy and lacking in confidence. And on Monday, he was in my coaching pod with a few of them in um, coming to ask me questions and find out what their next steps were, et cetera. And he was like really bouncy <laughs> and full of beans. And I was like, what have they done with Mark? <laughs> he was really uh, in a much better place. I think he felt a lot more confident about what was happening with his business, which, which was a little bit struggling before. Um, and he now feels he's got a plan. So that's really good. And obviously a proper income for your family. So you can give them all those treats that you want to. So this is what Mastermind includes. Um, we get together at the beginning and create a prosperity plan um, bespoke to you for over the next 12 months, all the things that we can help you with um, to get your business to grow. So we do that together and agree it with you. No one's ever said they don't like the plan. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, Soraya will do a website review if you want. Soraya's the daughter of an osteopath and um, she's our tech angel. She's got the patience of an angel too. We call her head of client happiness. Um, Joss will do a clinic review for you if you like. We have monthly social media content that Alistair creates. That's also available on my website as a separate um a separate item as well if you just wanted um, the content to put on your social media to save you having to make it. Um, Soraya will do tech support, set things up for you. She's brilliant at that. We have weekly group trainings and a four-hour social media workshop and training with me as well. Um, we've got a fantastically supportive Facebook group. It's more of a family, really. They are so welcoming. Um, and loads of online resources and training as well. So um, you could be finding there's tens of thousands of pounds lost, perhaps, or that's what I like to go looking for. Where's the where's the extra revenue? Um, some clinics might give up if things become uncertain again or, or too tricky. Um, but that won't be you, of course, because you know that you know how how to prevent that from happening. So stay focused and confidently lead your team is my message. So um, there's a word from Stacey. Um, her confidence massively improved as well. I think that's, for me, that's really exciting to see um, that we start with mindset and it comes round to improve mindset at the end of it. 
So remember, stay positive and look for the opportunities. Go into back for your patients. I think it's really, um, really good to keep in touch with those local GPs if they're being tricky. Sometimes they can be, can't they? Um, and really look after your patients. Um, something I heard recently was pray and move your feet. I really like that. So kind of what is it you want and then take action. Um, and remember, in positive action, there is no fear. Um, show up even more powerfully. And I'm very excited to see your high score, high scores earlier on how you were feeling about confidence in your business and your um, your own energy. So there's still a little margin for improvement. Play a bigger game. And um, I shared this with my masterminders on Monday as well. I said, just be a caricature of yourself. Turn up the volume so you bl don't blend in with the world. So, um, you know, when you're out there marketing, just be just turn up the volume slightly on yourself. Just be a little bit more because you'll come across better. You, you wouldn't know that I'm actually quite shy underneath because <laughs> I don't I don't show that bit of me. But I can be. I used to be when I started off. I was very shy. Um, but, um, yeah, when you turn up the volume a tiny bit, you can just be a little bit more of you and it just comes across even better and it gives people confidence in you so um, they're more likely to book so um uh, you can book a free call with me to uncover the hidden profits and time in your practice if you'd like to osteobiz.as.me forward slash jilly um i am this is my last gig uh, and I'm going on holiday in the morning to Cornwall. I can't tell you how much I need it. <laughs> I'll be busy. But um, if you if you want to have a chat with me, absolutely no strong arm tactics. Just book yourself in and have a chat with me if you'd like to. Um, but it won't be for uh, probably until the end of the month before you can get in my diary. Um, but if you're prepared to wait, I will catch up with you then. Um, you can also get my free book. The Osteobiz Guide to Fearless Marketing. If you haven't got that, it's on osteobiz.com um, in the shop where there's a few other bits and bobs in there. Um, feel free to email me, jilly at osteobiz.com, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can if you just want to ask me something. Um, and my podcast is Osteobizness, um, and I've, there's loads more content in there. It comes out every Sunday um so do go along and have a listen to that if you'd like to um and have you got any questions for me thank you for listening feel free to open your microphone if you'd like to ask me anything look at that bang on time <laughs> anything you'd like me to explain or talk about or have you got any questions Julie. Jen. With your website, um, is it just by a clinico that you link the your social media, Facebook page, for example, to your uh, website? Or yeah, is it you, way? You need a plug-in. Right, okay. Yeah, and then it will show, um, well, wherever you want it to go, but possibly down the right-hand side, it will show the posts that you're putting on Facebook on your website. Chilly, can you hear me? Nathan? Yeah. Is, Hello. Is that, is that you, Nathan? It certainly is. 
Yeah, you, you keep, sneaking up, keep sneaking up on me, Nathan. Last time it was the NEC in Birmingham. Absolutely. Again and again. <laughs> now, um, if I've basically been in a reactive situation for two years, I'm reacting, not being proactive. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, get, I'm, I'm muddling through. And so we're going to have a conversation on the phone in the near future when you get back from Cornwall. Um, but I would like you to, can you, for my um, purposes, skip back to one of the early plates that you showed, mm -hmm. and it's where you've got a list of about, I tried to take a photo of it and I missed. Um, it was about seven things that Bill wasn't doing because I, I recognised that I, I was shell-shocked. There's about six or seven things in the list of seven that I'm not doing. Is, is it, could you reverse and, and, and yeah. so I can take a photo of all the things I'm not doing? Yes. And I, just so I can just go back and sort of reflect on that. Yes. Um, I'm now in panic mode. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not panicking. Panicking, that's a, that's a gross exaggeration. Oh. I, I really need to get out of a certain mindset, which is shoot everything in sight. Um, where are we? Uh, Nearly there. Was that it? No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going. It's, it's the one, it's very near the start. I think it was about the fourth plate, and it was like things that people aren't doing, and I'm not doing any of them, and then kind of rabbit in headlights. Oh, was it near the beginning? Okay. Yeah, it was literally the third or fourth plate. Oh, I really need a photo of it. Right, we can do Sorry, that. Sorry, Julie. No, that's all right. We can do that. That's no It problem. was pre-Joe Wick. I felt <laughs> better about myself when I saw him. <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, not that one. We're climbing down the one before. There, there we go. That's the one. There we go. Let me just quickly get a photo. Yes, by all means. And then I can not have nightmares. Yes. We don't want Bless to you. Thank you so much. And, that, and I, will, I will sleep better now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing any of those, really. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, telephone call coming. <laughs> thank, thank you. Anyway, I'm going to mute myself again, otherwise I'm just going to chat with you forever. <laughs> That's all right. Love you lots. Catch up soon. Love you too. Take care. <laughs> Anyone else got any other questions for me? Make the most of me. I think you found it helpful. I shall leave you to have your evening then if we're done. Thanks for listening to the Osteo Business Podcast. Remember to like, follow and subscribe on all Jilly's channels, which can be found in the show notes. Jilly's back soon with more tips, ideas and strategies to build your thriving practice.